0: She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to She Loves Herself, the podcast. I'm your host, Jill Ritchie, and uh, today it's our last episode of season five. What a quick season. I can't believe we're going to be recording season six very soon. I've already got some amazing guests lined up um, and I can't wait for you to hear from them moving into season six. But we are ending really powerfully I just want to before I tell you about my guest today I want to just say thank you to all of you for your support for this season your continued support the messages that I receive every week from people who have really resonated with things that I've shared on the podcast from the guests that I've had on it really means the absolute world and if you're listening to this please just take like 10 seconds to give us a five-star review and maybe drop a little comment in there you've no idea how much this not only means to me, but how much it supports the podcast to keep going to. So um, let me tell you about today's guest. It is none other than Sarah Jane Dunn. Sarah Jane Dunn is just fantastic. This is her third time on the podcast Um, and what a great way to finish because we actually recorded this episode last Sunday live so if you were part of the Self Love Summit last Sunday and you were there you'll have seen this happen in real time. So you'll have been part of it. Um, So you're going to get to hear this again, because I know sometimes we hear some stuff, but then we also miss some stuff too. And if you're new to this, then you're going to love this episode. Sarah has been on such a journey, particularly, I would say, the last six, nine months. Obviously, she was kind of sacked from Hollyoaks, a part of the show that she'd been in for like 25 years. Um, playing Mandy. And I've really been able to have the honour of witnessing her growth and her her courage and her journey. The past couple of years, we've gotten to know each other. And so her really stepping into her own power and her truth, I see such a a confidence in her that perhaps wasn't there before. She is just the epitome of the empowered woman, And leaning into truth, even though your voice shakes, even though it may displease or anger other people, including, you know, friends and family members who might never get why you do what you do. But don't ever let that be the reason that you don't live your truth because you will always be self-abandoning you'll be living a lie and it starts to manifest in many many ways in your body physically emotionally and your relationships with people so just notice that she did it publicly and received some backlash but also received a lot of support and in this episode we talk about her journey with OnlyFans her unsolicited dick pics that she um has received um, Not from OnlyFans, but from um, other sources. And yeah, we have a right giggle and we cover everything here. We cover self-love on a real deep level for Sarah. So without any further ado, guys, um, I'm going to let you go into this episode. Enjoy it. Have a great week. Thanks again for your support. Keep supporting us and um, I'll see you all in, yeah, in maybe a month's time or so. Back with season six. Have a good one. She loves herself. With Jill Ritchie. But anyone that knows and listens to the podcast already, and anyone that's been on, Sarah's actually been on the podcast twice already. She was one of my very first guests in season one. And I am just, this is the final episode of season five. So we're on five seasons, and what an absolute honor to have Sarah on. Sarah, welcome again, once again, to She Loves Herself, the podcast. Thank you
0: for having me back again. Like, oh, always I
1: know it's you know an that. absolute joy and Sarah you and I connected probably about three years ago now yeah. yeah three years ago and I reached out to you there was you'd put something on Instagram your little boy was poorly at the time and then we just formed a connection and a and a friendship and then we've stayed in touch since and I am honoring you because you've always supported me in the work that I've done. And so I'm so grateful. And you know, I couldn't be happier to end season five with you once again coming on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I know I can talk, but I want to hear from you because you have been on a journey. You know, this is the self-love summit, and the podcast is called She Loves Herself. Your journey and witnessing your journey, particularly in the last 12 months, yeah. has been phenomenal and very public, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, not intentionally, but that's the way it ended up being. So, yeah, I sort of had to, um, I think I found myself going to fight-or-flight mode definitely at the beginning when everything came out. And, um, yeah, and I was sort of shoved into the limelight, um, into the front of the media, and was sort of trying to process everything myself, but doing that in a public space. Um, And, yeah, I I was sort of um, pushed into a situation where I was, having to process everything all at once and it was it was a bit crazy but yeah people like yourselves and um a lot of people really really supportive and actually I think it was it was definitely the best thing that could have happened in a way because it it sort of forced me in a way to um come to terms with some things and to sort of find myself. And actually, I think I have been on that journey with yourself for the past three years. And I think yeah. it, it was, it was something that almost needed to come to a head and it, and it did and not, probably not in the way that I would have chosen for, um for things to develop or for me to find my way. But actually it's, I, I believe in everything for a reason. And I actually feel like it needed to happen that way for, for me to grow and, and um, I was probably in quite a safe space. And actually, I think the universe went, nah, you, enough of this now. Get out, oh, get yeah. out. Like it's time to evolve and it's time to move on. And and um, yeah, so that's sort of where I'm at. And it's, it's been a crazy old six, seven months, um, like you say, but a, a really good one. And I feel like I've grown a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think when you say you've grown a lot, and I I think so many people can relate to that, we don't realise it at the time. We think, why is this happening? Why does this feel so difficult? I'm trying to show up. I'm trying to be the best I can. And we're met with challenge after challenge. And I love that you said the universe has this way. And I, I do see this a lot, this way of We ask for something like we will ask for growth. We'll ask for expansion. We'll ask for something new, but the universe doesn't always deliver it to us in a box with a pretty ribbon. It's like, yeah, you can get this, but to get over here, you need to face some shit. You need to navigate your way through some shit and let some people maybe go out of your life. Because if you want this thing over here, showing up how you're showing up here, is not going to get you that because this is a completely different vibration yeah. and energetic frequency that you're going to be moving into. So you need to navigate through that. And it's painful at times. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that, that's it. And we've always had these conversations, haven't we? And I've done since speaking with you, done the sort of manifestation boards and things like that. And like you say, it's not as simple as going, right, I'm, I'm here now and I'm not happy where I am and I want to be there and then waking up the next morning and going oh look I'm in the nice place now this is exactly what I'm yeah. like you have to go through the crappy stuff and yeah maybe let go of some people that aren't serving you well and or the what I found is that I wasn't being authentic with myself and I didn't realize that at the time and again we had conversations didn't we where I was sort of going mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I'm being true to me and I'm not I had no voice. That was another thing that I think I found my voice a lot in the last but you know, it found a lot in the last few months. And again, it's sort of what's happened has given me a platform to do that and to be able to speak openly and unfiltered and freely. But I was definitely in a space where I wasn't showing up as me and I wasn't Mm. speaking truthfully and I could feel that and that was weighing me down. And so when everything did come to a head and, you know, again, I do feel like that was the universe going here. This is the way that we need to do that. And it was difficult and it was painful and it was upsetting and it was put me in a really vulnerable space. Mm. But now further down the line, I go, oh, that's what I needed. And that was it was a messy way for it to happen. And. Like I say, it's not the way I would have chosen, but you just have to trust, I think, the process and trust that journey and and know that I think the way that I sort of navigated through it was just knowing that actually I was feeling more like myself. And although that that was sort of painful and um, yeah. sort of opened wounds a little bit, it made me believe that actually where I was going was, was right because I could feel it here. I could feel like, oh, this feels like... Me, like I'm coming out of some sort of shell.
1: Oh, and so beautifully articulated. I see such a shift in you, even having these conversations, you can clearly see the work you've done, and you've done the work, and you're still doing the work. It is never ending, isn't it? And I think when we've, you know, we're living our life, we've been so programmed and conditioned to be a certain way, to be a pleaser, codependency, all of these things to be seen, to be accepted by community, that we abandon our truth. And when we talk about truth, it's like, well, I don't know what my truth is because I've been this way for so long. And I love how you said that, you know, you feel it in your chest, even though it's painful, when we have those conversations, when we start to lean into truth, it's like the, the, grasp around our chest starts to just get looser and softer and we feel that little bit freer every time we lean into it Um, and that's self-love you know self-love isn't easy it's not it it can feel really difficult to navigate your way through self-love because it often means having that conversation with that family member that you know that and it it triggers that emotion those old fears of how are they going to react to me and you know the belly starts to go and the emotions and the the nervous system starts to react how can I let go of something what does this mean for everyone else what does it mean for my children what does it mean for my partner but we can't self-abandon and it doesn't mean that we need to take the big leap straight away but if we take those small changes and make those just little things, one little thing per day yeah. that gets you towards or closer towards, free, you know, that freedom from within. Yeah. And then it for sure uh, that over time, if you're doing that every every day or every other day for six months, 12 months, you know, what can shift during that time is phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Again, yeah we had was about like what i found really useful is the boundaries healthy boundaries and mm-hmm. actually stepping back and going just wait a minute like what what do i want and not having to give someone an answer immediately or maybe going oh I'm, you know what i'm just gonna have, a, I'm gonna have a think about that and i'm gonna come back mm-hmm. to you rather than immediately going yeah okay and then afterwards going oh, I, I don't want to go to that thing or i actually didn't want to do that or i didn't agree with that but i just went along with it because you know you're sort of conditioned in society to fit into something aren't you and actually I found myself going i I, this I don't agree with these things or I didn't want to do Mm -hmm. that thing or so that what was a really really helpful thing like I say that you taught me through was the was the boundaries in going actually what is right for me and that was I think where I started with those little
1: things and I remember those conversations yeah for sure and we had some questions when I put it out on Instagram because there's so many people that have followed your journey and and so many people ask the first, the the same question. What is the biggest thing or biggest challenge that you have had to overcome in the last 12 months?
0: I think it's being put in that space that I was vulnerable, Mm -hmm. um, being exposed and having to sort of, without knowing what people and again it comes back to this the thing of it doesn't matter what people think or you know but without really without knowing what people's dialogue was or what people were thinking i had to be really truthful with myself and really stand in that and own that and i think that was the hardest thing because i just didn't know which way anything was going to go other than i knew what i was doing was right for me so i think the most challenging thing is just just sticking with that and going, no, I know in my gut that this is right. I know I'm doing the right thing. Cause you know, ultimately I was very fortunate that I had a a ton of support. Like the majority of people were really supportive and I didn't know it was going to go to the press. And when it did, that was, you know, again, I got a lot of support. Um, but every now and then, as you do in life on social media and, you know, with, Again, aunties and uncles and things like that, you get that person that goes, Oh, but, and you, I feel like that's a little test. Like if someone, you know, tries to knock you off where Mm. you're going, that that to me feels like a a test. So I think it was the, the, the child, the most challenging thing has been just sticking with where I'm at and knowing that that's right for me, despite the wobbles, despite, you know, the internet trolls, despite, the, you know, the odd comment here and there, I've just had to go, no, but I know that this is right for me and I'm in a much better, happier place. It's right for my family. It's right for my career. Like all of these things, it, I know that it's right and I've, I've stuck with it. And, I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm out the other side and I'm really enjoying the journey. But in that midst of craziness and um, the first few weeks yeah, I really had to sort of just stand in my my own power and go, oh, yeah. okay, I've got this, I've got this.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think I was going to say it would have been easier to, to just go back to what you knew, but actually it probably wouldn't have been easier because you'd have been completely abandoning your truth.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't happy. So mm. I would have just been taking, you know, 10 steps backwards to just plod along again and go, okay, but this, you know, I think we've had the conversations again a lot where I've gone, oh, but I'm really lucky to do what I do mm-hmm. and I'm lucky mm-hmm.
1: to,
0: you know, I've, I've worked m- most most of my life consistently um, in a career where that doesn't happen often and I'm this and, I'm, and you've always gone, you've worked hard and, you know, and I've, I, and that's something that I really have to work on is going, actually, you're right. And, you know, obviously there's always going to be an element of luck with any anything in life. I think it's timing and,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: people that you meet and things like that. But ultimately I've worked bloody hard <laughs> and sacrificed a lot and um you know push myself out of my comfort zone and 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 been professional and turned up on time and you know always put in a hundred percent and and those things obviously pay back. So I think I've had to have that conversation with myself a lot and go, it you know, I have to actually own what I do and 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 my role mm-hmm. in that rather than going, yeah, I'm just really lucky.
1: Absolutely. And it's your time. And I feel like often we get to a point, you know, especially as women, we're like, you know, if we get to 40 or whatever, we're like, oh, you know, it's a bit too late, it's too late. It's never too late. It's never, ever too late to to really step into your power and own your truth. And we hear this term a lot, step into your power, speak your truth, live your truth. And often people don't know what that is because they have been so programmed to please other people. You know, and to, and you said that, you know, the aunties and the uncles and the people that that don't please you, but never to self abandon. And going on to the people that have supported you, your husband, right, is really supportive, which helps massively. And, you know, I know that there's some people that maybe don't have that support, but just to talk about him for a second, because you're, and my goodness, like, your images are stunning right i mean hello and he might like honestly i love that he is so supportive of that right because there's probably plenty of guys out there that would not like their partner doing that has he always been like that
0: yeah 100 and i think again this comes back to the conversations that i was having when um i first decided to move my content from one place to another the content isn't any different to what I've done forever. And so for my husband, he's like, well, there's no difference in what she's doing, but also if my wife is happier now than what she was, and obviously he sees me all the time. Like he sees me completely Mm. unfiltered. He sees me um, when, you know, I'm coming home and I'm upset or someone said something or all that, the real vulnerable moments where, nobody you know that's not the side that social media doesn't see and that you know even some friends don't see because you don't open up that much so he could see the shift in me from that basically one day to the next almost it was it was that sort of um quick really in that feeling a weight shift feeling mm. uh you know leaving I, I always I sort of go I'm I left back Behind a black cloud, because that's what I felt like I was in, like almost like a fog of wow. like, ugh. And then I feel like I stepped away from that and knew that I didn't have to go back into that. And so for me, actually, like he, he saw that. And so yeah. I think his thing is why why would I not support that? Like as long as she's happy and she is, then why wouldn't I? And then it's no again, it's no different to he he's known me. I've done this since I was. Well, the, the, you know, the sort of photo shoots since I was like 16, 17, and those Mm -hmm. were out of my control. And, you know, those still, those images are still all, all over the internet and still exist. So for him, it's, it's no different. And I think as long as the person you're with, like he's secure, like there are no insecurities there and we've got a strong relationship. So I think all of those things help and it's a journey that we're on together as well. So
1: yeah i love that i love that you say you're on that journey together and not that separation do you think instantly, like obviously that like let's talk about the sexy images right because i mean it's empowering you look great do you think it's it's even improved your relationship or not because you're taking that power back i imagine when you're in that space of this is me i'm in control of this i'm in control of these images it's really empowering can really spice things up a bit right as a female to feel like she's standing in our power
0: yeah I think it's more the confidence thing and I think what's people will probably find interesting is I've done like I say, I've done these images all my life but this is the most comfortable confident sexy that I've ever felt and I think that is because I am now in control of it so I'm deciding on the images, the shoots, the photographers, the locations, the the styling, like all of that is in my control. And actually, I find that, like you say, super empowering. I find that actually as as a 40 year old woman now turning that, it was funny, like I think because everything happened around my 40th as well. It feels like a really big, momentous
1: mm. like, moment.
0: and I, And I feel like I'm more confident now that I'm in my force. I think as a, as a woman, you you get more confident the more you get to know yourself and the more you sort of don't give a fuck anymore. Like that's for me. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't.
0: Like, you know, obviously you sometimes have those wobbles where you go, oh, what, you know, what does that person think? And then I go, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because as long as you're not hurting anyone, then why would it matter? You know, you, if you're doing you and you're loving what you're doing and it's making you feel stronger and empowered and and it's empowering other women that's what i'm finding like yeah. I'm, i really i'm here for that you know i hate that older woman thing that the bracket that you get put in once you hit 40 but i'm really here to sort of support that and go well age is just a number and it doesn't make a difference like it's ridiculous and there i think there are a lot of women out there now really owning that and doing that and then yeah I, it just makes it, i think the confidence thing helps our relationship because I'm finding, finally finding myself and going, mm. Oh, this is me. Yeah. This is my voice. This is what I like. This is how I like to look. This is what makes me feel sexy. This is what makes me empowered.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. And you know, you've, oh, since joining OnlyFans, you know, you've now got your podcast, you've yeah. connected with Rianne and there seems to be such a great connection and great dynamic there. Um, you've had a lot of support from people in OnlyFans as well, haven't you? Like the, the support there for you has been phenomenal. What is it like in OnlyFans then? Is it a great, you know, what's the community like?
0: It's a really good community. It's actually, that's the thing that surprised me the most about it. It's is the community of your followers. So obviously you think um, because it's a subscription-based thing, people are paying to unlock uh, exclusive content that I won't put anywhere else. So those people have to be big fans to pay that subscription because, you know, you can still follow me, my life images on Instagram for free. Like we all do that. Um, So the fans you get on there are super supportive. You know, I've sort of got, I'd say like 40 really mega fans that will, you know, follow me. I know that they will never leave the platform for as long as I'm there. And then you get other people sort of like dipping in and out and,
1: um,
0: and it's just really nice. And I think, the thing that with OnlyFans, and I've said this before, is that actually it's you get so much more control over the platform than you do with the likes of Instagram and things. If you're and it doesn't happen often because obviously people are paying to um, follow you. But if you do get any messages or accounts that you find um, are, you know, being abusive or that troll you or that send you um messages that you feel uncomfortable with. You can block that account and they can't follow you. They can't create a new account because basically their IP address is shut down. You don't have to own open images. So I'm not getting any sort of dick pics that I don't want to see, you know? Like, women, you all, we get them. Yeah. horrible. And, you know, I think it's now been made, um, it's illegal, isn't it now to do that, to send unsolicited. Um, images
1: yeah I don't know why guys think that that's ever something that girls want I don't know yeah, unless it's your partner like you <laughs> I, <laughs> I know yeah like no joke I had a my I was with my sister the other day and she was telling me about her friend who's recently well maybe a year ago split up with her husband and she was saying oh she got a tech pic Of a guy, like on, like I don't know if it was Tinder, whatever it was, and he sent it out, and she tried to, she, but the thing is, right, guys, this is the thing. Women laugh at this, and then they start sending it around to all their friends, going, "How funny is this? Like, look at this fucking guy." And so everyone's now seen that guy. And my sister was like, "My friend sent it to me," and she's like, "Joe," I'm like, "No, I do not want to see that. I do not want to see that." But. People are, I think the guys think it's sexy and the women are like either that is so disgusting or they're laughing at them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh no, do not show me this. Yeah. Cause I was like, maybe it's and maybe it's because
0: guys will, you know, if you if you sent an image to a guy, if you make yeah, it up yeah. sexy, guys would get off on that. So maybe in their head they go, oh well the woman really wants to see me. And in all my glory, and we're like, no, no, do not send that. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness, I know we're getting some comments here from people saying, ick, honestly, it's so funny. And I wanted, that leads me on to talk about your podcast, right? Because I love this. And I've been talking much more in season four and five around sex, intimacy, relationships, the things that we're not really talking about. Because again, there's still so much shame. And I saw that you'd put a post up the other day and you've been doing this the past few weeks around asking questions. And it's like, you're like, this will be anonymous. Yeah. But it isn't it, you know, and it's I was gonna say it's surprising, but it's not that surprising that people have these fantasies, people, you know, have these things that they want to do, but again, there's so much shame still around sex that they have to remain anonymous. But everyone, well, mostly everyone's either thought about it, thinking about it, done it, yeah. but people still hold there's still so much shame around sex. So you've created this podcast. With Rianne Sugden and it's so much, it's great because actually the shame is just out of it completely. I've listened to it Hmm. and it almost brings an element of fun and acceptance around the world that we live in with sex, intimacy, fantasy. Does it shock you some of the stuff that you get through, though, even like when you read it?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's completely opened my eyes and I've gone, Oh my God, am I really boring?
1: (laughs) Because like you said, I think I
0: am. (laughs) What's amazed me about it is when I do put those questions out on Instagram and, um, for, so we'll basically do like, um, polls and, um, yeah. And then ask questions and, and everything remains anonymous. So, but the, the, the way that people are so open about giving information has amazed me, like, even though it's anonymous, I'm like, but they're telling me, and I'm a yeah. stranger to them, and they're going, oh, yeah, well, you know, me and my wife do this, and we go there with these people, and and it's, yeah, and I think but what's open my eyes most is, yeah, like you say, how many of us are actually really into things that uh, are classed as taboo but actually why should they be why should there be mm. shame around you know watching porn or masturbation or mm. um you know uh, fantasizing or again I think it all boils down to as long as no one's getting hurt and everything's consensual there shouldn't be any shame around it because yeah you know and we enjoy it and I think it's another a massive form of, of self-care and and but being truthful again and I think what I found quite sad actually is a lot of people have messaged me and you know they're in either in sexless relationships and Mm. rather than having that conversation with their partner you know they're going and they're having an affair or they're um maybe going to a prostitute or uh Mm. and and I think or, or fantasizing or you know um watching porn but keeping it a secret and these are the conversations that me and Rina are trying to open up and go well why is it taboo like we're all into fun wonderful things and and, you know why are we hiding that I think and I think what's great about again what you're doing as well is that it's opening that conversation isn't it and going Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be shameful like Mm -hmm. you know and, and why are things taboo it's just it's the thing with them, um, like foot fetish is massive and that's a massive thing on OnlyFans people love
1: really oh no one would ever say that about my feet my feet are like freaking <laughs> hands honestly like there's so... <laughs> no one would ever have a foot fetish yeah, about I mean, my exactly feet like, I can assure can you that's probably
0: the biggest thing and I think I would be <laughs> the first to have sort of gone oh no but actually when you break it down you go well that's what someone gets off on why
1: yeah. it's a painful
0: thing? Like you know, no.
1: Someone I mean, likes me yeah. You know? So true. The whole sex thing, right? Like, no one talks about it, but everyone. Well, most people want it in some way, shape, or form, or are either doing it, want it, fantasize about it, think about it. But no one really talks about it. But everyone. And I had someone on the podcast just on Friday there, and she was saying like most people talk about football or the weather right but no one you know no one really cares so much it's not like the most important thing but you know sex is a big part of our lives and you know so many of us hold so much shame around it so it's so great that you are creating not only the podcasts around it but I what I love about it is it it's normalizing it and it's putting an element of laughter and fun around it which If we have laughter and fun around something, then we take that shame away from it. And I think, listen, there are so many people that you know, have had different experiences and hold so much shame, but never want to really talk about it. But the biggest piece, and I know as as women particularly, we hold so much in that womb space. And it's not even, and we've got Natalie on today doing ancestral healing as part of the Self-Love Summit, but it's not only for ourselves. It's actually ancestrally what we carry from our ancestors. And if we don't, as individuals, work on our stuff, whether that's any level of trauma, Fear, resistance. If we don't take responsibility and work on that for ourselves, we pass that on to future generations. It is is passed on, and so for everyone that is here live right now or watching it back on replay, I honour you because you've said yes to you. You may not know exactly why you're here, but you've said yes to you. You're taking responsibility for your staff, and that is phenomenal because that, in doing that and doing it consistently. It changes the trajectory of not only your life, but the generations that come after you. That is how powerful this work is. And Sarah, you could have continued doing what you're doing, because on paper, when people saw you, you know, established actress in a, in a really well-known TV show, you'd been there a long time. And, you know, and people would say you're so successful. But actually, what does success and for anyone listening to this back Define success. It's different for different people just because it may look good on paper. If you are not happy or there is something inside you that is saying this isn't this doesn't feel right. You you need to lean into that, because if, it do, if we don't lean into it, we keep ignoring it and we keep pushing it down. That little niggle starts to manifest in other ways. We start to get ill physically, emotionally, mentally. And we just keep riding through life, not fully, not fully embracing the true essence of who we are and why we're here. Like what you, I, I really believe, even just talking to you now, Sarah, where you've come from in the last couple of years since knowing you to now, I, I feel like that's just going to start expanding and evolving more. And just because something may be right for you now, it may change in six months. And you may say, well, do you know, that was right for me then, but I've opened up and I'm I'm a bit more expanded now. That doesn't resonate. I'm moving on to something else. Everything is, you know, when we keep following those little breadcrumbs and those little steps towards our truth, it leads us to complete freedom. And when I speak to people, they don't say, I want more money. Well, you know, sometimes it can be surface level like that and, and that's okay too. But when we go really down and we dig deeper, everyone wants inner peace. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants, I want just want to feel like freedom and inner peace. Yeah. You know, so true. Yeah. So what is what is inner peace to Sarah Jane Dunn?
0: Like what you just said, it's freedom. For me, it's the freedom. It's freedom of um, thoughts, feelings, um, that journey, like you say. And that, I think that's really key is that there is no fixed thing. Like it, it's mm-hmm. what I'm finding is that actually I'm just sort of going with the flow now and going, where do I feel most comfortable? Where am I happiest? What is really resonating for me? What is working for me? What What out of all of this feels right? And like you say, who knows where that will take me in six months, a year, two years, whatever. But all I know is that I'm, in, I'm much happier. And that, I think, is real, really key. And like you say, people looking from the outside in, and this was a lot of the comments that I got were, oh, you're so stupid, you know, you've left an amazing job where you're earning loads of money. Neither of those things were true for me. So it, from the outside, you might go, oh, gosh, you know, why would you ever jeopardize that but if I wasn't happy there um, then why would I stay there you know it doesn't matter take away what the job is Mm -hmm. and just go to break it down and go you weren't happy in your job why Mm -hmm. would you stay there then that wasn't serving me and it was making me miserable and that was having an impact on my home life and on my self esteem and on my confidence and I felt like I was as a as a woman getting older and internally going, I know what I want, but none of this is aligning with what I want. So yeah. I just yeah, it was it was time to to get out. So I think freedom is is the biggest thing for me, like just feeling that freedom that to expand and 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 grow.
1: Mm. I love that. That's that's the holy grail, isn't it? It's what everyone wants. It's what everyone wants, but fear stops us. And so advice to anyone listening to this who's like, I'm resonating so much. I'm just so scared to to actually start. What is the what's the a piece of advice you would give them, Sarah?
0: I think then this again came from you Jill but I think journaling is where I started just I started to write things down and with that came sort of the truth came out and the honesty came out and I think then you can sort of follow that lead because I think you're not truthful with yourself a lot of the time are you and if Mm -hmm. you are in a scenario where you go well I can't get out of this and it's not realistic or you just keep going with the flow and you just keep your head down and you get on and you just go well I'm you know I'm healthy and you know, uh, it, things are, things are fine. Things are fine. Mm. You might be fine, but you're not happy. or well, you know that it's not right for you. So I think for me, it was sitting down and actually writing things down in my journal that I knew no one else was going to see, or like we did the the letters that then you burn on the full moon mm. and things, all of those things I found really, really helpful because I think it helped me be truthful with myself and to actually hear my own inner voice and see it and go, okay, oh, well, that's that's how I feel. Mm. How I've been telling people how I feel, but I'm writing down, I am unhappy or I am sad or this doesn't serve me. But I'm going to people, yeah, yeah, no, I'm really good, I'm fine, no, everything's great. So for me, that was that was my starting point. Just
1: getting- oh, such an amazing piece of advice. it and it is being honest with yourself because actually we think well I I know I've sat and I'm thinking about it but actually when we're in the head we are this is fear this is fear and when we thinking about it is one thing but actually writing it down it creates a bit of separation so it allows you to put it down onto paper and I, my biggest downloads for me come when I start to journal you know sometimes the, the first page or so is like. a bit like, general and then suddenly the honesty starts to come through it starts to pour and it's like we can talk to ourselves as a third person it's like almost for me and I know this for other people we call in our higher self it's like the higher self starts to come in and say Jill Sarah this is the thing this is you know and, and actually it's like did I I went back and looked at journal entries before and thought did I write that? And sometimes I'm like, this was not me. This was the higher self yeah. coming in and really just putting their arms around me and giving me permission to just be honest with ourselves. If we cannot be honest with ourselves, How is anyone else going to really unconditionally love us? We want love. We want unconditional love. But if we can't unconditionally love ourselves and unconditionally loving ourselves is accepting those parts of ourselves. It's being honest with ourselves, even if it feels scary. It's, you know, it's it's acceptance, it's self-acceptance first, being honest and then. Allowing ourselves to say, well, okay, even if this big thing here means I'm leaving this relationship or I'm leaving this job or whatever this means, it doesn't mean you need to do it right now. You know, just because you've written it down doesn't mean like, oh now I need to go and I've got to go and, and do it. Up I need to do it right now. Now I have this awareness. No, yeah. no, no, it's not like that. It's about saying, right, well, let's just sit with that and be okay with that. Because, and I'm gonna love myself anyway. And then taking that small step so maybe it's that you don't need to leave the job or leave the relationship maybe it's just having you know more communication maybe Mm -hmm. it's just having that conversation with that person and asking them to listen and asking them just to hold that space without trying to fix you just to let you speak your truth and hold space and I know even you know in my own relationship that, that We hold on to some stuff, but when we have the conversation, it's like, oh God, I didn't need to catastrophize it. (laughs) You know, I didn't need to make it this big thing. I just need to say this thing and wow, we feel even closer now. So there's things that can be done. We don't need to jump ship from whatever it is, job, relationship, life. We just need to get honest with ourselves. So the journaling, Sarah, is, yeah, without a doubt, massive, 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 massive. And one more question before we wrap up, because this has just been so great. What does self-love mean to Sarah Jane Dunn?
0: Being honest with myself and my feelings and taking time. It is like that one, as as cheesy as it sounds, it is doing that one thing a day, whatever that means for you. So I can't really pinpoint it to one thing because I think, since I've been on this journey mm. self-love for me is a, is a lot of different things but you know whether it be getting the journal out and and writing down sitting for 10 minutes with a cup of coffee I've I'm reading a lot more than I was so I've got a million books on the go but i make a point of like going I'm going to read a chapter of my book every night and um, having a bath you know like all the, all the little things yeah. I think just making that time so just making time for me and whatever whatever form
1: that is yeah and so for everyone on this live you've made time right now so honouring yourself really celebrating that Sarah thank you so so much for coming on and being part of the self-love summit everyone round of applause for this absolute (laughs) queen for coming on Sarah thank you have the most Amazing, amazing day. You too. Thank you. I enjoy. Bye. Bye. Bye.